Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. Wow, that was enthusiastic. You know, I'm just trying to ramp it up here. I'm Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. We are not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And here on a mini episode, we hear from you, the listener. We share your comments and your thoughts and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please do remember, we are not experts, we, but we are podcast hosts, and we do always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or mental health professional as needed. Because sometimes we don't know. That's true. But if you would like to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390, and our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Both those things are true. I would never lie to you or the listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate. Well, we received a follow-up email from Claire 
Claire in Alaska. In Alaska, you may recall from a previous mini episode, Claire is 13 and had moved recently to Alaska and was struggling to keep in touch with friends. And we read their original email on the pod, and then we received a lot of wonderful feedback. So Claire has submitted a follow-up. Hi again. First, I wanted to let you know how excited I was to hear my email read on your podcast, and I wanted to share how I used the advice I got. I listened to the episode where you read my email dozens of times, oh my God, and had my friends and family listen too. It was great to hear that a fellow listener had a similar experience moving to Alaska when she was 12. To the listener who shared the idea of letter journals between friends, I am in the process of starting two with friends back home in Nebraska. I'll be flying back to Nebraska this summer to see family and friends. Your advice will help me feel less awkward when we reconnect. Hope you're having a great new year and I'm excited for more episodes. Claire. Is Claire the most like mature 13 year old in the world? I, I, Writing this like wonderful follow up with like the action items is the night. I am Claire. Claire. (laughs) You are equipped to handle anything that comes your way. You truly are. That was really cool. I, the fact that you listened to it dozens of times and also played it for your friends and family. I just want to say thanks that you feel safe sharing the podcast with friends and family. And then also took action. And that you were received and heard. Yes. What I'm glad that you also had a pause. It sounds like you have a great community around you. I agree. And like, yes, all those sentiments took took action. It's really, really hard moving at any, any, any age. Um, And we're so glad that you were seen and held by this community. (sighs) (sighs) What a way to kick things off. I know. I love I love a Claire update. You want to read this email? Oh, I would love to. Hello, Carrie. The couple name I like best. <laughs> Carrie would be you and me, Kate yes. and Dory. Mm-hmm. Kate Carrie. Carrie? Kate. Kate? Because you say Kate. Carrie. So Carrie. Or it could be Corey. It could be Corey. Yep. 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 All right. Or it could be date. just throwing that one out there all right i am binging forever 35 from the beginning and i wanted to write until i wanted to wait to write until i caught up but as i listened to you talk about the new year the 2019 new year i couldn't help but reflect and i had to write in about all the ways this podcast has changed my life so far this is a top 10 list (laughs) number one I make my own almond milk from almond butter. Okay. I just, can I pause with a uh, question? You may. Have we discussed this? I don't think so. I love, I mean, this is awesome that somehow this podcast has influenced this. Yes, I agree. But I was also like, huh. Yeah, I was like, wow. Cool. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, all right. Two, I'm obsessed with rose water and use it every day. Snaps. Three, I now use tube mascara. Thanks to the Facebook group for the recommendation. Um, I believe we talk about tube mascara a lot more in 2019. So she has that to look forward to. Get ready. Yeah. I go through all sorts of tubes. <laughs> of tubes. Four, I have a daily to-do list that I write for work and my husband was inspired to do the same. We both love it so much. We now also have a weekly to-do list for the two of us at home. Oh, I awesome. love a shared weekly to-do list. Five, I've read so many good books with tons more of my list to read. Just finished Angela Garbus Like a Mother. A fantastic book a fantastic and a fantastic book. Forever 35 yes. guest. Six, I no longer feel guilty or weird for not washing my clothes every time I wear them. <laughs> yes, amen. I will die on this hill. You don't have to wash your clothes except your underwear, socks, and anything that gets sweaty or dirty. Okay. Okay. 
Seven, I bought a diffuser slash humidifier for work. I think it's the one Kate suggested. It has inspired one of my coworkers to get their own and another mentioned how much he enjoyed smelling the lavender essential oil I put in mine. I do want to say one thing about this. Yes. Which is that I, I think people need to be cautious about doing this at work because people are very sensitive to scents mm. at work mm-hmm. and some people might be allergic or have sensitivities to scents. So um, I'm glad that it seems to be working out for you in your workplace, but just in general, I don't think it's a great idea to bring in scents without consulting the rest of your workplace. I would also say, do not put oils in a humidifier. I was, I was going to say that as well. I've learned so, that one. So I don't know. You said diffuser slash humidifier. So maybe this is more of a diffuser. Um, so just just some words, <laughs> some words of caution about okay. number seven. Um, but I'm very glad that this is, is working out. I also love a lavender essential oil. There we go. Number eight. Dory is pleased. <laughs> for Secret Santa this year, I put together a kit of self-care for my sister-in-law, including a foot bath, coloring book, face masks, etc., as well as a suggestion to listen to Forever 35. Oh, well, thank you. That's Aww. a gift to us. Nine. I'm reframing narratives all the time, and it is revolutionary. It really is. Once you start doing it, you can't stop. Oh. <laughs> Ten. I washed my face tonight, and it feels luxurious. Mm. I'm sure there are more that I can't think of now and more to come in the next year of episodes. Thank you so much for putting together this podcast. It is truly a delight. Well, I love a list. I love a list. I love a fan mail, a piece of fan mail. Yeah, this is nice. This made us feel good. We're so happy for you. Yeah. I would also say, don't hesitate to reframe if you ever stop doing any of those things. Totally. That's also okay. It is so, it is totally fine. But we, this was such a fun list to read. Thank you, listener, yeah, for this sharing so all these things with us. Yay. Well, Dory, we had a few emails from fellow horse lovers. Oh, we sure did. Because you on, came out as a, as a horse lover. I've never, I've never non been I out. know. I, I am a horse girl from the day I was born as i think i've told people here before i tried to make my middle name horse as a child mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my parents shot that down but we heard from a listener who listens to the show in her barn hey kate and dory this is Allie from oklahoma i have been a longtime listener and i am so excited i had to stop listening to the podcast to call in because i i am ecstatic that um, Kate has finally really explored and with on air her love of horses. Um, horse people have a way of finding each other. I've already found um, one on the Forever 35 Facebook group, and I'm just really excited that you guys talked about horses on the podcast. Horse people will understand. Um, I'm a barn owner, and so a lot of the time I'm listening to the podcast when I am cleaning stalls or doing tractor work or other horse barn things. So um, just wanted to say I'm a fellow horse lover and it's a great way to kind of develop self-care outside with animals. And um, anyway, I'm just really excited for you, Kate. Can't wait to hear more about riding and spending time with horses. Okay. Bye guys. Well, this is definitely on my list of things to try to make a consistent thing. I love horses. I love them my whole life. I love riding. I love being around them. I love their smell. I love their poop. I love horses. Question I want to pose to the audience. How do you horse? How do you do horse self-care? 
without spending a billion dollars. Because horseback riding is a very expensive hobby, which kind of I feel like limits it to who can have access to it. And so I'm just curious. I actually have a suggestion. Just go like kidnap a horse? No. <laughs> um, an old dog walker of ours um, did volunteered once a week with some sort of like therapeutic horse organization. Oh, this is awesome. Okay. That is here in Los Angeles. Um, couldn't tell you exactly where it I is, but I'm sure you can find it. And so she got to go and hang out with horses and take care of the horses. I don't think she rode them, but I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, and I think, you know, it was it was really great for her. So That's that could a be a way idea. to kind of scratch that itch. I don't know if, again, I don't know if you'd be able to actually ride them, but at least you would be able to be in the horse world. I mean, just the energy of a horse. The energy of a horse. Gives me, yeah. like, calm. Yeah. I so, know some people don't feel that way about horses, but, like, mm. So that could be a thing to explore. Great idea, because that is something, like, as we talk about self-care practices on Forever 35, it's one that I really love, but I also know it's really limited for who can have access to it. Mm-hmm. So that's just something I've been thinking about. I don't know. Okay. Dory, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, we've got one more voicemail here. Hold on. Hey, Kat and Dory. It's Sarah. I'm calling from Denver. And I just want to say I find your voices, just the tone of your voice, very soothing. And I love it. I love your voices. It's, it's so fun to hear everything you have to say. And I've always had huge issues. You can hear it. I sound like a... I always think I sound like a cartoon character. It's so funny, but very um, young, and I don't really particularly like my voice. Um, I'm 44, turning 45 this year, and I, I don't know. I just have issues with it, so I particularly find your voices so fun to listen to and i just want to say thank you bye so obviously i appreciate the very kind compliment about our voices same but i thought there was a lot more here to talk about oh go on because the way we think and speak about our voices especially i think as women mm-hmm. women identifying people mm-hmm. uh is is deeply rooted in all sorts of isms mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to encourage you listener to reframe how you think about your voice mm. and that can be really hard because w- women are critiqued constantly constantly so you know again we've been critiqued oh yes for our vocal fry and for up talk lots of things yes um, and uh, also I do think you know you can only reframe your own narrative so much when the narrative around you the societal narrative that you're pushing against is different right mm-hmm. like look it's great to do the individual work but sometimes it's like well what does it matter mm-hmm. Not what does it matter but you know what i mean we're up against it feels a lot like more. an uphill battle yeah but you know the, i think the one good way of helping to change the conversation about women's voices is to start working on i don't know if embracing is the right word but neutralizing our feelings towards our Mm. own i don't know i would i just wanted to open this one up because also as a person who's just listening to your voice 
it's fantastic listener same yeah and yeah you know i mean there's so much there's so much voice shaming yes that is is that is very gendered gendered and sexism yeah racism Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just wanted to throw that out there and i would also say um i don't know i was gonna say please don't email us about our vocal fry or our (laughs) talking but i'm not gonna say that okay anyway just something i was thinking about dory and i really i I really appreciate you taking this this voicemail to another place well and i really appreciate this listener for calling in and, and starting the conversation so thank you let us pause okay 
Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss, or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it, like, the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just, like, sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. Um, We received a really in-depth email. I, I thought this email was fascinating. Yes, me too. Shall we dig into it? Let's do it. 
It is long, listeners. It is long. So after just talking about our voices, you're going to hear them for a long time now. <laughs> Should we break this one up? Sure. Okay. We can share the bullet points. <laughs> I'm a longtime listener and fan of the pod. Though I listen to many podcasts on my long commute, I have never felt compelled to write in until now, having just listened to your interview with the founders of Chemist Confessions. I am a mom of three young kids and a skincare self-care aficionado. However, I'm sharing my two cents as an epidemiologist and professor who has been studying human exposure to endocrine disruptors for over a decade. This is my... This is where I just say, wow. Mm -hmm. On this episode, the issue of conflicting evidence on endocrine disruptors came up as well as the idea of consumers, quote, doing their research to make the best decision. So here are some thoughts from someone who spends most of her time working on these issues. Shall I take it away? You do the first bullet point. Okay. There is abundant evidence from animal models and human studies that exposure to endocrine disruptors like phthalates, my main interest, can have adverse health impacts, particularly during pregnancy. Along with a wonderful group of collaborators, we recruit women during pregnancy, follow them across pregnancy, measuring their levels of chemical exposure, and then study the children's development over time. We have observed, for example, that high exposure to phthalates are, are, are associated with changes in hormone levels in pregnancy, gestational diabetes, and preterm birth, as well as adverse outcomes in children related to growth, obesity, and neurodevelopment. Outside of pregnancy, a number of endocrine disruptors have been identified as obesogens, meaning they promote weight gain and fat accumulation. Yes, we always need more research, and there will always be more to learn, but there is already abundant evidence that these chemicals can negatively impact our health. Next bullet point. Thinking about what's in your food, not just your personal care products, is a great idea. Victoria and Gloria, and Gloria are absolutely right that many of the chemicals we worry about in our skincare products are also in the food we eat. The good news is that minimizing chemical exposure through food align well with what we know about eating better in general. So you don't need to be a rocket scientist to make improvements. For instance, I recommend choosing less processed foods, including fresh vegetables and fruits, organic if you can afford it. I do want to push back a little bit on this organic, if you can afford it. Go on. Thing. Um, because from what I understand, and I would actually love to hear from listeners who are more educated on this than I am, but from what I understand, organic fruits and vegetables are not always quote unquote better. Um, and organic farming uses a lot more water than quote unquote regular or non-organic farming. Interesting. Um, and that the the impact of organic foods on your health is, is still up for debate. So literal food for thought. There. Literal food for thought. So I, I just want to raise that. Done. I'm done raising. You raised it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Third bullet point. Your personal care products make a difference as well. There's a study of teenage girls in California, which suggests that by swapping your usual cosmetics and skincare products for cleaner, greener products for just three days, you can reduce your chemical burden considerably. That's because many of the chemicals we worry about, like phthalates, parabens, and phenols, are rapidly metabolized by the body, so they quickly pass through. So choosing cleaner products does make a difference. 
However, expecting the public to be savvy consumers of ingredient lists and to, quote, do their research to determine what is safe and isn't safe is unfair and unrealistic. If there is uncertainty about whether a chemical is safe for human health, why is it our product? Why is it in our products at all? Europe has adopted an approach called the precautionary principle, whereby protections are put in place to limit chemical exposures, such as in personal care products, until those chemicals are proven safe. Here in the U.S., it's a free-for-all, and there is virtually no regulation leaving the burden on the consumer. While there are some signs of positive change and moves to better regulate chemicals and personal care products, unfortunately at the moment our government has put the interests of the chemical industry above the health of the public. If this is an issue listeners care about, they can speak with their wallets by supporting companies that choose not to put endocrine disruptors in their products. I recommend checking out the Environmental Working Group's Skin Deep database and looking for EWG certified products as a great and relatively easy place to start. I also want to say one thing about the Environmental Working Group. Yes, Dory. Which is, again, from what I understand, these EWG certified products is like a paid certification. And smaller businesses can't always afford to yeah, do that, so right? So just because something is not EWG certified does not mean that it is, quote unquote, bad for you. And we should say this is a listener's weighing in with their thoughts. Yes. Not our thoughts. But an interesting point of view. No, but I, you know. From a professor. <laughs> yeah. I think all of this is is good food for thought. And and I definitely agree that our government could do a much better job intervening and regulating. Although certainly under the current administration, that's not going to happen. But there have been plenty of Democratic administrations under which this did not happen either. So good thing we get to vote this year. Yep. All right. I mean, we get to vote every, you know, not just this year. I hear you. You know yes. what I mean. 2020, baby. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, Professor, for weighing in on that one. That was a very exciting, long, thorough email mm-hmm. to get. We really appreciate it. Um, where are we here? Oh, okay. We have a listener who has a question about a scar, a facial scar. Hi, Kate and Dory. Uh, I am calling uh, from the good old Boston, Massachusetts. I am parked in the parking lot right by, uh, well, one of the many parking lots right on the Boston side uh, of the river where I was just walking. My nine-week-old puppy, who is very, very lovely and who I love so much, but is a bit of a pain in the ass when you try to take him for a walk because he will not walk. Uh, and I was bending over to lure him with some cheese so that he would walk a few steps on the leash. Uh, and not get distracted by, you know, all of the geese. Uh, and I stood directly up and smacked my head very, very hard, uh, into a tree. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, but it is bloody and it's got a scar. And I think, and I am just feeling very sad for myself because the past year has been a skincare journey for me. Uh, and thanks to you guys, I finally have, uh, beautiful skin that I am like stupidly proud of. I'm getting married in a few months. Uh, and now my, like, darn vanity, all I can think of, uh, is not how lucky am I that I got to go for a walk with my beautiful little puppy, uh, on this freezing but gorgeous day in Boston. But my thoughts are, oh no, I'm gonna have a huge scar on my head, uh, for my wedding. Uh, so any advice about skincare, uh, with a facial scar, it's not bad enough that I need to go to, um, it's just a scrape. It's like a skin knee, but on my head, I'm just being dramatic. It's not like, uh, you know, whatever. But any advice you guys have about how to help wounds uh, not scar badly or how to get rid of scars once you have them, uh, especially on your face? Should I stop all my other skincare products? 
Um, I will check with a dermatologist, but I am also just curious to hear from you guys as you are my skincare gurus. Uh, thank you so much for everything I do. I love you both. I love the pod. Um, you're the best. And uh, cheers from Boston. Bye. Well, first of all, hello, Beantown. <laughs> love that dirty water. We do. <laughs> Say hello to Fenway. Which isn't actually that dirty anymore. No. Yeah. Say hello to Papaginos. Um... <laughs> Papaginos. I love a Papaginos. Okay. Um, have you consulted with a plastic surgeon? That seems like a good place to go. Yeah. I would consult with them, no disrespect, before consulting with us, right? Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't have, I personally don't have like scar tips. Nor do I. So I would say like, get yourself to a doctor and they can probably help you. And I would, I would also take it easy on the products because I'm not sure what can exacerbate mm. scarring and what can help it in terms of like actives right you know i'd love to hear from people who have had facial scarring yeah um if they have any advice so facial scar havers please weigh in please weigh in um and definitely consult with a medical profesh keep walking that dog yeah sounds lovely and congrats on your wedding most importantly yeah. congratulations uh that sounds very exciting yeah okay dory we're gonna take a short break You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. To finish things off, we have two voicemails mm -hmm. that are kind of about 
similar topics. Yeah. And um, they're very, they're emotional and serious. So mm-hmm. just heads up. Hi, Kate and Dory. Love the show. Um, I'm calling because my boyfriend and my sister are both going through similar um, but very different issues right now in that they're both going through kind of low points. Um, my sister mainly because of a very toxic work environment and resulting stress in her life. Um, and my boyfriend, um, because he is originally from Iran and current, uh, current events, um, with the country, inc- including, um, the, the planes that got shot down, um, have, have really been hitting him really hard. Um, I have suggested therapy for both of them. I'm in therapy. It really helps. Um, but other than that, I'm just not, I'm not sure what to say to them, um, or, or how to help them out other than, um, you know, saying I'm sorry and I'm there for you and I'm, I'm here to listen. But it's really hard to try and help someone through really hard and difficult times, um, when I really don't know what else to say other than I'm so sorry. So. I don't know if there's any any advice or if that's just um, the the best <laughs> the best that I can do, and I'll definitely be talking in therapy about this. But I feel like um, I just felt like calling you guys. It feels like the type of question that this community would really be able to help me with. So thanks. Have a great week. Um, bye. Thank you for entrusting us with that question. Also, like, it really is a testament to the amazing listener community we have that someone would feel that they could call in and ask this question yeah, and be met totally. with, um, with a response. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Dory? I mean, it sounds like you are being really supportive. Yeah. It really does. Were my thoughts. <laughs> no, same, same exact thought over here. You know, I mean, I think being a good listener and offering empathy, but not trying to fix things, which has been kind of a recurring theme in our conversations um, is really important. And just knowing that I think people knowing that they can trust you is so important. And it sounds like you have their trust, which is great. And I think, you know, you don't have to be actively quote unquote, helping them all the time. You know? Yeah, I think just your general like presence of support mm-hmm. is enough. And also, you know, you can't if some if someone if one of them expresses interest in therapy, you can offer to help try to find someone. You can look at their insurance. I mean, you could do things like that. But I would, I would say it sounds like you are being a really sympathetic support system to both of your both your sister and your boyfriend right now. And I'm guessing that they feel that. Yeah. I mean, I think you can also periodically just say, I'm here if you want to talk. Yeah. And I do think there are things you can do. Like if your, you know, sisters have is having a toxic work environment, like suggest you go for a walk one, one evening or, you know, go see a movie or there, there are things that you can kind of do that, that mm-hmm. may, you know, help them process their stress. I think also, what I found helpful when I was going through tough stuff is when people would say, if you want to talk about it, I'm here to talk about it, but we can also totally talk about other things. Yes, that's a great, 
great suggestion. Because then that leaves it open for them to bring it up. But also if they're like, you know what, I really don't want to talk about it, then you can just, you know, you're kind of distracting them and that's what they need. Yeah. And I, I would also say something to avoid is saying things like you must be feeling bad now. This must be really hard for you. Like, telling kind of telling people how they feel under the guise of empathy, I think is something that people do a lot. And I don't think it's actually helpful. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. And this is a larger conversation, I think, but we're not really taught how to communicate empathy and sympathy. No. And it is such an important thing. And so yeah. it can be clunky. And there can be mm-hmm. a, a learning curve to it 100%. Yeah. Um, so those are great. Those are great thoughts, Dory. Oh, thanks, Kate. We have one more. Uh, voicemail to share. Hi, Kay and Dory. <laughs> um, I'm just going to get into it. Um, I've been thinking about what I'm going to say. So I'm already a little emotional. Um, but I've the last three years or so for me have been really like tough for mental health wise. Um, but I haven't really shared it or opened up with anyone in my life about it except like other than my boyfriend. Because, you know, I didn't want to bring it down, get the mood down, didn't want to make everything all about me, um, you know, because I see my friends so much more infrequently now than when we were all at school or um, just earlier in my life. Um, so, you know, I want to have a good time <laughs> um, and just spend time with my friends and I've just, even my family, I've just never... I've just turned the conversation away from myself um, just so hard that I don't even know how to, uh, you know, people, they do genuinely want to know how I am and what's going on. And I just, I obviously don't want to dump everything on them, you know, all at once. I just, I think I just need some advice about how to begin to recreate these or just re- I don't know, nurture these like emotional relationships because I think not having them and not having that with other people is not great for me. Um, obviously, and how long can a friendship go on without, you know, that real emotional connection? I mean, you know, these different levels of friendship and stuff like that. Now I'm just rambling. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any, advice you're always so insightful about kind of opening up a little bit to the people in my life without you know turning it into a therapy session and dumping on them um i really appreciate that thank you i love the podcast bye this broke my heart me too we're wrapping you in like a big virtual hug Mm -hmm. we're just like snuggling in a really you've consented (laughs) and now we're hugging you yeah this is really hard. It can feel so what I'm hearing listener, correct me if I'm wrong, call back or email is that you feel ready to open up to the people in your life and you're unsure of maybe where to be. It sounds like you are wanting that support and that emotional connection and maybe trying to figure out how to re how to, how to do it. It sounds to me like she's afraid of rejection. Mm. Well, if she opens up and also unfra- you it sounds like you're cautious about quote unquote burdening people with yeah. 
with what's going on in your life. So my first thought would be that um, think about who that these people in your life, I bet they want to listen to you, be there for you, mm-hmm. support you and know what's going on. Yeah. And friendship and that can be family or not family, but the people we have strong bonds with, they that is a part of a relationship. Nobody expects like the one time we get together a year that it has to be all fun mm-hmm. and games, right? Like we're, I'm speaking kind of like, like I'm a part of your friend group, but I think that if you trust these people and are secure in, in who they are, that they are going to see you and mm-hmm. hold you up. And I would I would say maybe start, not start small, but like pick one person that you feel the safest with and in whatever way is the easiest way to communicate to them, it is okay to just send an email that says like, something I've wanted to share with you for a while because I care about you and you're a wonderful friend is that I've had, I've been going through a hard time with my mental health and part of how I'm taking care of myself is by sharing that with other people. I would also think about like what you want in return. Mm, Like, do you want, do you want to just share this with them or do you want them to offer you support in some way um, and I would, unfortunately, I do think you need to be explicit yeah, about that. Which can feel for people who are not comfortable asking for yes, things. Yes, that can be really hard. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would say like, I just, you know, I just, I really just need you to listen right now. Or, you know, I'd really like to talk about this in person or, you know, whatever you think you need. Um, I would, I would think about that. The other thing I would say is like, Either before or simultaneously, please try to find a therapist. Yeah, if you're not working with a therapist. If you're not working with a therapist, um, please do try to find one because I think, you know, you shouldn't be going through this alone and a therapist could really help you with some of these issues. And help you figure out how to have these conversations. Yes. Yeah. So we're thinking of you. We are. And I, I... Really, like, I think a conversation Dory and I have a lot is how honored we are that people trust us to have these conversations with them and to share these things with us. And this goes from everything from talking about mental health to talking about face oil. Mm -hmm. We really, we see you and we are really grateful to hold this space with you. Yeah. So on that note, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.